Survive in advance, baby. It's the name of the game. Three more to go. Three uh-huh. more. I'm going to take you out. I mean, it's funny, you know, it was four more, three more, two more, one more, and now it's just more, more. Right. Just always more. More? More. So let's go down below on the Odyssey app where we get your podcast. He is Ryan. Hi. I'm Pat. And uh, we're going to get into this game into a sec. Get into this game in a second, but there's something we have to hash out right away. Uh oh, what's up? You know what's up, you dick. I don't know. I don't know what's up. Okay. Um, so just to catch everybody up, I had told the story on the break room, at least the beginning of the story uh, earlier this week. Ryan mentioned last week uh, here on the show that he was going to the game. I was. You're going to the game. Yep. And we all know what happened. The weather moves it from Sunday to Monday. All this chaos and the snow and blah, 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 blah. So uh, what we didn't share with you on the air last week is Ryan was going with my tickets. Yes. Uh, my daughter, she's 13, my oldest, she plays uh, travel hockey. Hockey. And she had a hockey tournament in Oswego, New York, this weekend. It's pr- They pronounce it Oswego. Thank you. Um, So... I had a realization, like, in the beginning of the year. She's 13. Like, best case scenario, she's got, like, four more years of hockey. Sure. Before she, like, moves out and does her. She ain't making the pros. Well, I mean. Real real supportive father you are. And the, the beginning of the PWHL, and now you're t- saying that the your your daughter's ceiling is senior year of high school. Have you real s- nice. Have you seen her back check? She's got a, you know, she, she's more of a physical enforcement player. Enforcer player. So, uh, I didn't want to miss, I don't want to miss any of these, especially, it's, you know, this tournament, it's like one of her favorites every year. So right. I'm going to go to the tournament instead of going to the game. And that was a very hard decision for me. Cats in the cradle, you know, uh, don't want to close my eyes, fall asleep, et cetera, so forth. All right. So I, uh, I go, Hey man, why don't you take my tickets and you're going to take your wife to the game? Sure. Thank, right. Oh my gosh. How kind of you. Thank so, you. So, so Saturday I'm sitting with all the hockey parents, uh, between games and they make the announcement. The game's moved and I jump up like I just won the F and lottery. Because I'm going to the game now. It's Monday. I'm assuming because you're a person, you're going to give me my seats back. So I call you on Saturday. Yeah. And you are at your daughter's birthday party. I was. Yep. A rescheduled birthday party. And you're talking really fast. I'm like, what are we going to do? Oh, yeah. I don't know. You hang up the phone. I was mid-jump. Sure. (laughs) We were at the the trampoline park. The altitude trampoline park. The altitude park. So I call you a couple hours later. And uh, you start giving me crap about giving me my tickets back for Monday. That's one way of putting it. Okay. And you made several arguments. Uh, first one was your wife really wants to go. And I know your wife. And if she knew we were having that conversation, she'd have yelled at you to give me my tickets back immediately. She didn't know. Likely. But, okay, great. Tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, likely. Your second argument was uh, you already had a sitter. and But I was like, you could just drop them off and watch a game at your house by yourself. And that wasn't a thing. So then the third argument from you was you had done so many interviews about the game that you'd be a liar if you didn't go. Huh. Because you did an interview locally with 13 Wham. Yep. We posted that on social media. Sure did. And then uh, somehow somebody saw that from a national news channel. Are you talking about my Fox Weather National hit? I didn't even know Fox had a national weather channel. Please. Did you know that before they called you? You want to get caught up in semantics. You, We can argue back and forth all day with your straw man arguments. Okay, long story short, you're going to the game on my tickets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was. So I was frustrated and angry. So I hadn't talked to you since the game. Huh. And I assumed you went to the game only to find out. When I turned on uh, the sports bar on Tuesday when you were guest hosting, yep. you said into a microphone, you didn't go to the game. So here's the thing. Life happens, you know. 
You mean like when they move a game and give my tickets back? I'm just gonna say that life happens. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna go with. So hard you, to hard to move some uh, concrete things once they're uh, once they're in place. So, so to be clear, you insisted on keeping my tickets to a game that you didn't even go to. You know, you just gotta roll with the punches, Pat. That's what you gotta do. Let's get it. In and the- I'm just gonna say that's your side of the story. <laughs> Shut up. But getting into the game, sure. Let's get into the good stuff. It's hard to tell how Bills fans should feel about this game that was uh, Monday. Monday. Right, because the elation of Monday a play- afternoon football. The elation of a playoff win washes away all sins. And sure. it feels good to move on, especially knowing what is waiting for us at home this coming Sunday. 100%. I mean, like, it, it, the, it, at this point, you know, it is a... If you were to lose in the wild card, especially to a seven seed, right? Even though it happened the night before, first time it's it's ever happened. Quick sidebar: as soon I was nervous about this game because we had found out that no seven seed had ever beaten a two yeah. seed. As soon as Green Bay won that game, like all of my anxiety the washed went away. away. I, I I agree with you there, um, but nevertheless, like you know, you don't know what you're expecting when you're playing a playoff team. You know, Dal- or uh, like Green Bay goes right into Dallas and spanks them right on the bottom and says, "Let's see you later" on the way out of uh, out of Jerry World. So yeah, no, I was concerned, and and, and my point is that like. You don't want to drop it in the wild card round. Like, we're better than that at this point. The expectations are higher. The expectation so, is Super Bowl at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. So, in that game on Monday, there's plenty of big plays to make you happy and get you pumped. And the opening drive was a work of art. Sure. Right, that script. You move the ball downfield, almost no resistance. You're running the ball effectively. You're getting massive chunks of yardage throughout the air. And it looked like it was going to be an easy day. Yeah. 21 first half points scored. But there were cracks there. Sure. I didn't love the offensive game plan outside of that first drive. Outside of that first drive, you didn't like the offensive game plan. So I've talked on this show the last couple of weeks about a fear I have with offensive coordinator Joe Brady. Yeah. That he was having a hard time balancing his offense. And on a lot of those first half drives, almost all of them with the exception of the first drive, that's exactly what happened. Because they would come out and they would throw the ball three straight times. And that's great if you're successful. Yeah. If it's not successful, it's a 30-second three and out. Sure. Yeah. And I understand that Pittsburgh has some great run defenders, right? And Tony Romo talked about how they were trying to run the ball when those run defenders weren't there. But you still have to pick your spots and run the ball. And I thought we all came to this conclusion that now in today's NFL, you... If you have to run the ball or at least try play action to make that effective. And they weren't even throwing out a play action when they were, they were just coming out, drop back, throw, coming out, drop back, throw, coming yeah. out, drop back, throw, punt it away. Repeat. I mean, it, it, is it technically play action when you're in the shotgun and you fake the handoff to the, the back that's next to you? Well, no, because that play isn't even effective in the front. Like that run play isn't effective. I hate the shotgun, shotgun run. Shotgun run is, is, is not a viable thing. Unless you're sure. running a legitimate old school draw, never run out of the shotgun. Yeah, I'm with you. But my, 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 my question is like, you know, is a, is play action only considered when you take it from under center and like, you know, fake the handoff? You're talking about is the defense going to be fooled by that? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. By, by, a, by a shotgun or even just like, even just like specifically, like, does it count? You know, because like, I, I, I wonder if it is like, because the bills often run out of shotgun, you know, and it's, I agree with you. I can't stand. I didn't, I didn't like it when Ken Dorsey was the OC. I don't like it when Joe Brady's the OC. It doesn't seem to hit all that often. Um, yeah, I wonder if, if like, because that is part of their, uh, you know, bag of tricks, so to speak, that like, that's why they, they 
continue to take him out of shotgun. I don't yeah. know. The idea behind the shotgun run is the running back can run anywhere along the offensive line. Sure. Right? Like if you And just, he's already lost three yards because he's in the backfield. And that's already. just it. And he's got no momentum. And it gives the opportunity for these defensive linemen to get upfield. Right. Because right. they're already rushing the passer yeah. in a shotgun situation. Right. They're not like the only the edge is like only the edge rushers often are the only ones that are going to be like setting. You know what I mean? Like your interior linemen. And that's not counting if there's a, a blitz coming from the defensive back. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. So here's the thing. I get that most people listening right now might be upset with me because they didn't feel the way I did during the first half because of two major plays that may have covered up the issues that we're talking about here that you couldn't have noticed. The fumble recovery inside the 30, yep. big time. And a big time play needing, uh, I mean, that was a big time play needing a touchdown after a second three and out. Sure. Right, that second drive three and out? Yeah. They send a message, TD pass on the nice first offensive play, nice, but it's not a sustained drive. Sure, I mean that was a, that was a frozen rope, thread the needle kind of pass. Right no, it there. was. It was beautiful. And then comes comes Josh's touchdown run, which was one of the marks, most remarkable things you will ever see for several reasons. First of all, longest touchdown run in Bills playoff history. Did you know that? No big deal. And do, yes. Do you know whose record he broke? Uh, longest touchdown run in Bills playoff history. Scorman Thurman. Nope. Uh, Got one touchdown more run. One more. James Lofton. He's a receiver. I don't know. Joe Cribs. Oh, okay. It's been that long. The second thing, it makes no sense that a 6'4", 240-pound Josh Allen was able to run away from defensive backs that run a 4-3, 40-yard dash after he had already sprinted 40 yards. If you go back and watch that play, in the last 20 yards, they're losing ground, yeah. and they're both in a dead sprint. That doesn't make scientific sense. Well, whoever, like, I think it was 20 for the uh, for the Steelers, like one of their safeties, like you saw him pull up when he did, when Josh did the air quote fake slide. Which, by the way, not a fake slide. I, don't, I completely agree with you. I don't see it as a fake slide. I didn't see it at the time i've watched it like 90 times back i understand that like i'm a homer when it comes to the bills but like to me that that doesn't count as a fake slide and i love how steelers are gonna call us out for that when kenny pickett actually did a fake slide when he was in college yeah, that's a great point who uh, like i i didn't know that steelers fans and players were so whiny I mean, it's the playoffs. Okay, uh, the receiver, was it Pickens? Oh, George Pickens. Okay, yeah, yeah. so he says he's fighting off the uh, referees he, he and the Bills. He can't beat the refs and the Bills. Yeah, the because time. when you're down 14 with 90 seconds left, you don't get a pass interference called 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. You fumbled the ball untouched. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that. Here's the thing. Like, I, I, I'm, I, from what I understand, too, and like, uh, I think Joe Marino pointed this out uh, in one of his shows this week, the, the character uh, references for George Pickens are not extremely high when it comes to uh, being either a good teammate or being composed when, when things don't go your way. That, happened, that was from when he was in college. That's carried over into the NFL. Like, seems to be that kind of, uh, that kind of person. So, it is what it is. You know, and I'm sorry, you fumbled the ball, dude. Like, come on. Like, the second you turn the ball over like that, you should be invalidated from criticizing anybody else on that 100% field. agree. And here's the fun fact. The Steelers had one more penalty than they averaged every game all season. So it was par for the course for them, right? Like, was he upset about the... So I know he was upset about a no call toward the end of the game. Right? That was the call he specifically talked about. Okay. But, like, it's so... Is that all you're referencing? Like, you can't beat the the... 
the refs and the the bills at the same time because of one arguably in your opinion missed handsy call in garbage time by the way right in garbage time Come also on. are we not going to talk about like you know i'm not a, a guy and i'll say it again I like to bang <laughs> on the stripes. there it is look it eventually all evens out like for example they don't get that call and fine Give him pass interference on it. Sure. Can we have back the obvious fumble on the sideline that somehow wasn't reversed? How yeah. is that not reversed? It's revisionist history. And, like, I understand, like, you're you're upset. You just lost a playoff game. You fumbled it. Everybody saw it because it was the only game that was on at that point. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, whatever. That's You You do you. So as the game goes on, it gets scary for a couple of reasons. First of all, the injuries, man. Yeah. yeah Holy yeah, yeah. crap. Yeah, I saw it. You're already without Douglas and Dodson. Balen Spector. Douglas Dodson is a really good insurance salesman name. As is Balen Spector. He goes down early. Then you lose Bernard. So your starting defense consists of your fourth and fifth corners, Elam and Jackson, and then A.J. Klein and Dorian Williams at linebacker. And I'm sitting there watching this game going, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me right uh-huh. now. How is this feasible? And all of them played great. And then Lorenzo Alexander comes running out of the tunnel. And A.J. Epinesa has to give up his jersey because he's the veteran and he's going to wear 57. Well, no, because A.J. Klein in his three iterations as a bill, I believe, has worn three different numbers at linebacker. I don't think he cares about number at this point. So let's talk about A.J. Klein. He leads the team with 11 tackles. Despite sitting on his couch on Tuesday, he had not played a snap all year. And he called the effing defense. Yeah. He did. He did have some time with the Bills earlier in this training season. camp. Uh, I I could have swore he came on. I'm almost positive he did not spend any time during the regular season. You want to okay. look it up while I'm talking? Feel free. So the story goes, at least according to AJ, after the game, he was supposed to be taking an RV vacation to the Florida Keys with his family that weekend. Would you have the balls? You're not. I would fly. Are you kidding me? Taking an RV to the Florida Keys? No, taking the RV is like the fun I know, thing. I'm just joking. No, I'm just saying that's why you get the RV. And he lives in North Carolina. It's not like he's going from Buffalo. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Would you have the balls to cancel a family vacation on your wife and kids to go to have to go to work out of nowhere? Hey, you guys packed? You guys excited? Awesome. Hey, honey, can I talk to you in the kitchen? <laughs> awesome. We'll be right back. Well, like I'm, I'm wondering, like, because his kids are young, are they more excited about going to the Florida Keys, which is not really a kid-friendly, like, unless they're big Hemingway fans at, like, five and seven... <laughs> Right, like not not a kid friendly thing, or is it more exciting to watch your dad on national television play football? Well, I mean, he's a what eight year veteran, like he's thirty two. No, he might be longer than that. Yeah, all right. So he, like, he's a vested veteran. Let's put it that way. Um, I don't think his kids at the. I, I think the luster of watching your father play in the NFL, especially at a younger age like that, like you want to go on vacation. You know, I'm sure like what's what's nice about this whole thing is that like, you know, AJ Klein said that he was able to spend Christmas with his family for the first time in like 12 years, sure, you yeah. know, like something crazy. Uh, like he's able to like dedicate more family time and like was committed, obviously, with this this trip. Uh, I wonder if that softens the blow a little bit. Well, maybe, I, maybe even at that point, the kids are like, yeah, go ahead, dad. Like, you know, maybe we need some space well, too. He might have made a hundred grand on that game legitimately, sure. right? With the time that he's got in. So that's going to pay for a lot of RV vacations to the Florida Keys. Yeah, I bet. It's, it's, it's indescribable how remarkable what he did was on Sunday. Like, to go from off the couch and just, we need you to be a body just in case to, hey, you're our starting linebacker. Call the defense. Call the defense. By the way... You have to walk Dorian Williams through his position as well. How do you do that? Well, I definitely... So just to to tie up a loose end here, he did not have any snaps during the season, at least per ESPN stats that I can see. 
2023. However, um, yeah, I think like if there was ever anybody that could do it, like Klein was with uh, Sean McDermott and understood this this defense when he was in Carolina. Okay. Obviously had some years off when he went over to, to uh, New Orleans, but then has been uh, around this this off or this defensive scheme and around the building for as long. Like if there for as long as he has, if there's anyone in the world that can come in and do it, he could probably play left tackle at this point. You know what's interesting is like the big debate has been at least up until things started going well for the Bills. How good an idea was it for McDermott to call that defense? And that game. McDermott calling the defense saved this team because if you have anyone else, even Leslie Frazier calling that D, you don't have the proper communication because yeah, like you're going base all day. Yeah, Sean McDermott knows what AJ Klein knows. Yeah, he has known AJ Klein for so long that he can communicate. I'm sure in ways that other guys can. He was able to know exactly what he knew and didn't have to filter it through anyone else, which saves you a ton of time when you're trying yeah. to put that defense on the field. Like. <laughs> it's the weirdest way that it worked out. It's very possible that if Sean McDermott wasn't his own defensive coordinator, that defense does not look the way it did in the second half against the Steelers. Yeah, I, I mean, you make a great point. Like, I think in this case, it has definitely been advantageous for Sean McDermott to be calling uh, the plays there for all of the reasons that you you mentioned uh, just now, and and if I, if you know if there was anybody else in that DC position, whether it's Leslie Frazier or literally anybody else, like yeah, you're going to be more hesitant, I think, to uh, run any kind of like you know trickery, so to speak, you know, because of the personnel you have uh, on the field. So yeah, no, I think that's a that's a really good point. There was one play in that game that was the definition of disaster. Like it had so many consequences. You've never seen it happen like this in the NFL before. It's interesting too how and and kudos to the Bills um uh sound staff for being able to put the Benny Hill music on as fast as they did. You're looking to take a 24 point lead with a minute left in the second. All right, here we go. And we get the ball back at halftime. We're going to double dip, baby. I'm literally saying that out. We're going to blank the Steelers and it's going to be just like it was against the Patriots in the wild card a couple of years ago. So the kick gets blocked last year. The block somehow ends up going 40 yards the other way. <laughs> Punter Sam Martin, in an effort to stop the play, pulls a hamstring. And he comes up lame like 20 yards short of where the play ended. But he keeps trying to hobble. Like, bro, you're a punter. You're not going to catch him in a dead sprint healthy. What makes you think you have a chance of hobbling to catch this guy? I mean, it shows his dedication right there. He's putting his body on the line. Stop running, Sam! <laughs> also, why did Sam Martin continue to carry his hand warmer while running after the ball? Did you see that? No, I did not see bro, that. Bro, go back and watch really the tape. Funny. He's in a dead sprint before he pulls his hamstring. He's still holding his hand warmer. Yeah, he was swinging it at whoever was returning it, like an old lady who's trying Trying to fend off a, a burglar. Drop the hand warmer, Sam. <laughs> you know what's funny too about that play? Like, did you it, it, the the fact that like when you see a a, a field goal get blocked yes. more often than not, like it'll just like pitter off to the side or like it'll just go like go out of the end zone. Whatever the case, that ball for some reason like went seventy yards the other way in the air. Like I not I mean like at least like twenty yards like like it's as if whoever blocked it caught it with his hand real quick and went <laughs> yeah and it doesn't make any sense scientifically either because that ball it's a dead ball because it's so cold like sure. it's impossible to kick those ball how did it have that much pop yeah, in that, it that that man's hand is broken whoever blocked that so going back to Sam Martin like we've seen a lot of gutsy performances in Bills uniforms in the sure. past yeah 
we may have seen on Monday the first ever punter guts game. Mm. Sam Martin goes in the blue tent. Yep. And Reed Ferguson goes in to check on him, and he comes out, and he is distraught. Like, he's bothered. So it's like, oh, this is a problem. In fairness, Sam Martin probably had his pants down at that point. <laughs> Tyler, and it's ba- cold out there. Bill's kicker, Tyler Bass, is out the entire halftime practicing punting. So everybody assumes Sam Martin is done for the day. Sure. But hold on. The Bills Wait. Had, the Bills had one more punt in the second half. Right out of the locker room, in fact. Daniel Rowengard or uh, Daniel LaRusso's gonna fight. <laughs> Daniel Rowengardner's gonna fight. Well, yeah, that would also be pretty <laughs> remarkable. Sam Martin could barely walk on the field. He could barely walk off the field. He got off a nice forty five yard punt. Yeah, pretty good punt. That you know? is impressive. Sure. With a busted ass hamstring. And, and that's we, his uh, kicking leg, too. Wasn't his kicking leg? I'm pretty sure it is. I could be right. I don't know. I, I thought it was his right leg. Like, I know they shot him up, whatever, and sure. that's the excuse people are using. But, like, and here's the thing. People are like, Dude, you can't have him on the field to tackle. He's had two chances earlier in that game and opening day. One, yeah. Yes, and not great. Shouldn't be. I'll stand on that mountain. <laughs> and you should not be a good tackler as a punter. That's not your job. But, like, I, I can't believe he was able to do that. Yeah, kudos to him for sure. Because I was waiting for a 24-yard punt. Yeah, I thought it was going to go off his foot. Or, like, he's going to, like, uh, just complete, you know, like, muffin in the air, and he's going to go down grabbing his hamstring. But to your point, so you're saying, I, don't get me wrong, I know that's a gutsy punter play, you know, for sure. But you're forgetting Brian Mormon and what? his gutsy plays. The first down that he ran for uh, at, at some point during the drought, um, completely him just saw it and then just took off. That's okay. a gutsy first down play. And in the Pro Bowl when he got uh, absolutely crushed. Pro Bowl doesn't count. That and counts? It doesn't count. Pro Bowl doesn't count. Have you ever referenced a Pro Bowl play before this moment in your life? Mac Jones rushed for a 90-yard touchdown that hit the gritty in the end zone. I think you're proving my point. <laughs> was that Sean Taylor that crushed yeah, Brian was. Mormon? Yeah, yeah Sean okay. Taylor destroyed Brian Mormon there. Which, by the way, it's always funny. Like That, that hit will show up all the time, and uh-huh. they'll talk about the gutsiness of uh, Brian Mormon. Pretty big dick move on Sean Taylor's part there. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, it's the Pro Bowl. And what's even it's worse. The Pro Bowl and the punter. Yeah, and the punter. What's even worse, too, is like, I don't think this gets talked about enough. So Brian Mormon tries to convert. For those who aren't familiar, let's set the stage right And you can YouTube this if you want to see it. You should. Yeah, it is It is the Pro Bowl. This is back when it's AFC versus NFC. And it's a real game. It's a real game played in Honolulu. And Brian Mormon is the representative for uh, for the Bills and the Pro Bowl because, of course, he is. Why wouldn't you have? Why else would you would you have the punter there during those those times? But anyway, so uh, Brian Mormon lines up to kick. It's a fake. He tries to rush for the first down. He's a world class sprinter. He is. Sean Taylor on the defensive side of it comes head of steam, full barrel, and blows up. Brian Mormon like crazy. Helmet to helmet 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 hit takes him off his feet. The ball is fumbled and it goes out of bounds, thankfully, even though who cares? Who cares? It's a pro ball. Uh, Right. But I'm saying like, so Sean Taylor crushes Brian Mormon. Brian Mormon is down on his face for a hot second. Like he's down like, oh, (laughs) yeah, he just got blasted by one of the hardest hitting safeties in NFL history. Of course. Sean Taylor is like, you know, off celebrating with his teammates. Like they're like, what a great hit in the pro ball of the punter. You're so strong. <laughs> Brian Mormon, like like the Undertaker, rises from his very clear and obvious concussion and goes over to try to like say to Sean Taylor, like, hey, good play. Like he was, he's saying like like congratulating him, like, hey, that's a good play. And I don't recall Sean Taylor wanting to give him any time of day. In the defense of Sean Taylor there, he may not have known it was Brian Mormon pop patting him on the butt. 
But you're right. It did make uh, Sean Taylor look even worse. Even after worse. Bless. How do you look worse? <laughs> How do you look worse after destroying a punter in the Pro Bowl? Also made Brian Mormon kind of look bad because it was like, first of all, nobody it looked, made it look like nobody respected Brian Mormon. Second, he just almost ended you. Yeah. Don't pat him on the butt, man. Just go back to the other sideline and be like, hey, I'll, I can talk to him afterwards. It's the effing Pro Bowl. Uh, don't let him see you sweat. I, I commend Brian Mormon for getting up and being like, hey, good play. Uh, going back to the Bills game on Monday. Yeah. Are you happy with the way things worked out front to back? Oh, of course. You know, I, I think like, I don't get me wrong. Like with it being as close as it was in the third quarter-ish uh, and how the the second quarter ended. Um, yeah. And and I, I was I was a bit nervous and it was way closer than I wanted it to be, especially when it was a one score game. And, and parts of me is, are like, oh God, like here we go. You know, like they've got momentum. We have all these injuries on our side. Like this is going to be a, a tough sled for the rest of the game. Once we went up by two scores again and there were some longer sustained drives, which which to me was the biggest takeaway, you know, like whether those drives were sustained by uh, Khalil Shakir refusing to go down. Like, it was like a dog that had chocolate in his mouth and you were trying to get it out of his mouth. Right, right. Like that's a great That's a great comparison. Could not get that out of his mouth. Right. So when I saw those, like, those drives and, and you know, it, it, it felt like, okay, I feel like, like this is a, we're in a good spot here. I did kind of hold my breath a little bit when, when uh, Tyler Bass sent that complete like clay pigeon off to the side did he only have one contact in there <laughs> how do you miss that bad that short so you know what? it's actually interesting and again not to uh not to uh, steal from other people's more informed podcast but credit to, listen, to joe marino listen um, to that guy <laughs> serious oh well, yeah he's a good show um joe, so joe <laughs> you should so uh you know joe marino made a good point um so someone in, on his show had mentioned um was the mechanics of having to practice punting for Tyler Bass yeah. during the the halftime was that messing with him mentally it's a possibility you don't you see how locked in these kickers are on the sideline like they're pretty strange birds you know so any type of change or or uh like movement to the rhythm and the uh kind of rituals they have that could send them off into a, a pretty weird headspace. Okay, so before getting you know, back to the point you made before the Tyler Bass weird point you just made, you're right. The Bills could have given that game away very easily. The tide was turning. I mean, to have a three touchdown lead cut down to seven with 11 minutes left in a playoff game at yeah. home with all those injuries. I mean, that is the definition of this is, I can't believe it's happening, but I understand why it's happening. Right. And we watched the Bills give a ton of those games away this year, but they locked it down. Sure. They took control back. They settled things in, they imposed their will, and they moved on. And in reality, they're a, that weirdly missed field goal away by Bass from not even having any drama at all. Not that there was much drama. Two scores, Mason Rudolph's your tie, your quarterback, and he's got to bring you back. But oh, like, it still would have been nice to go up by three, you know. Yeah, if you're at 17, there, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, I had no fear when they got that ball back after the missed oh, field of course, goal. Of course, but like, but three possessions, like you're telling me you got to convert two onside kicks? Like, of course it's possible. You're not going like, to convert one Of course, kick. No, I understand, but like crazier things have happened, you know? Look, I was like, if you can with Mason Rudolph, 90 seconds left. Deserve to lose that score game. Score two touchdowns. <laughs> and by the way, even if you score two touchdowns, you still got to go to overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and you got to kick those extra points on the hard side of the stadium to convert on the extra points. Yep, yep, yep. So, like, yeah, wasn't worried at all. I don't know. Look, that might be a good omen the way everything worked out. That the Bills were able to That's weather all of that stuff, puke on themselves a little bit, 
and then find a way to settle it down. Sure. No, that's a good point. I mean, you're getting that stuff out of your system, I guess, you know, before a, um, you know, there's a more formidable opponent coming in to uh, coming into Orchard Park. Well, you bring up a more formidable opponent, Ryan. There are lots of people anticipating this game on Sunday for a whole bunch of reasons. You have the Bills and the expectations. Sure. You have Mahomes doing something for the first time in his career he's never done. We'll talk about that. Yep. But there's something else that has people excited about this game in Orchard Park on Sunday. And that has caused a battle for my extra ticket from people who have never asked for this extra ticket before. And we'll get into it. So let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey Amway Beach Podcast. The more people that are brought into the game, and it doesn't matter how many how people are brought into the game. When yeah. I say brought into the game, I mean interested in sports. Yeah, come right? on, come on. Sure, like this whole thing with this one we're going to talk about. People are getting angry about it. I don't understand why. Uh. Yet it is causing now a massive problem. The last couple of days of my life. Uh oh. So let's go, Duffalo, the Odyssey app. Where we get your podcast. He is Ryan Duffy. Hi. My name is Pat Duffy. Uh, in just a little while here. On the Let's Go Duffalo podcast, we're going to find out what is making Ryan sad. It's probably the fact that the last three shows we've done, you've been sick the entire time. I swear to God, dude, I I don't know why I'm being punished the way that I'm being punished. Like I, I, the the cosmos, mm. you know, are you know the big guy upstairs, yeah. whatever you whatever you believe in. Somebody send a FedEx up there and be like, hey, can we give Ryan a little bit of a break from? Uh, nasal pressure what could you have done recently uh so we'll get to that and uh big weather game on monday sure right you check it we're gonna take a look at the doppler no you i meant the past doppler was a big weather game on that'll monday. be coming up at uh 10 15 but uh you and i for some reason our family have really really weird luck with weather games in orchard park yeah and we'll get into it uh just a little while here let's go duffalo the odyssey app wherever you get your podcast so chiefs are coming to town on sunday oh boy breaking news everybody da, 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 da. or i'm sorry um breaking news like do 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 say it again so this is an event for a couple of reasons <laughs> uh one i mean it's a bill's biggest rival in the playoffs the chiefs the last however many years sure, right so sure. that game is just boom heightened immediately Two, patrick mahomes first road playoff game uh-huh. on top of that it's Patrick Mahomes' first road game in Buffalo with a crowd present, uh? and Bills fans want that bad. I mean, you Ooh. said it a month ago. Give me KC, right? But the most important reason everybody is talking about this game, at least in Western New York, Taylor Swift in the house. Who? Taylor, Taylor Swift? Okay. Um, what, is she going to the game? You can be that guy. No, I'm not going to be that guy. Actually, we don't know for sure if she's coming to the game. That's what I was going to say. Like, obviously, like, I think people would assume, but, like, nothing nothing against Buffalo. But, like, if I'm Taylor Swift, like... Takeo Spikes can't even get a good seat in the stadium. Where's Taylor Swift going to sit? Yeah, you know what Takeo Spikes isn't? A billionaire. (laughs) So, um, my oldest daughter, who I talked about the hockey tournament. Sure. And my wife both want to go to this game now. Of course. So uh, my oldest on Friday realized last Friday that this could happen next week. So she comes up to me and she goes, if the Bills win and the Chiefs win, does Taylor Swift come to the game? And I go, yeah. 
we got to take a look at how the uh, how the seedings fall at that point. <laughs> no, she what? She figured it out. So we're, we have uh, their head-to-head competitive. They have more AFC wins, and Taylor Swift's going to be there. <laughs> so I go, yeah, yeah, she'll be there. She goes, uh, can I go? And I didn't even hesitate. I was like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely nice. not. Oh, you know, I only got so much time left with my daughter. I really want to spend time and make memories with her. Hey, Dad, can I go to the football game? No. Two very different things for a couple of reasons we'll talk about. <laughs> First of all, I'm I'm going into her world with the youth hockey thing, right? That's me going into her world. Look at you carrying the burden. That's what I'm saying. Um, First of all, this game is far too important to take my 13-year-old daughter to. Fair statement? Uh, I mean, that's your opinion. Okay, it's a diehard's dream game. The matchup, the stakes, the scene, the players that are going to be there. I mean, look, this is something like if your first playoff game is this game i mean she's been she's never been to a regular season game in orchard park really i've never taken her to a regular season game i got the one ticket like no we, we take the kids to a preseason game every year and i'll buy two extra tickets so we can all go as a family sure right but like i don't know like even to me like my 13 my year old she'll watch the games with me when she has nothing else going on yeah and like if we we've taken two family road trips one to detroit for the thanksgiving day game and to london for the jags game this season those are like event games yeah and we're going as a family and I'll be honest with you, I watch her during the games that she goes to. Yeah. And she's not dialed in. So I'm not going to take a person I know who will not be dialed in to this game. You know, I get your point. Um, and I understand, like, yeah, like maybe your first experience to an Orchard Park game if you're, you know, a child, really, um, shouldn't be a, the divisional round of the playoffs, you know. Against Patrick Mahomes in yeah. his first road playoff game? Yeah, there's a lot at stake, um, and obviously everyone in the stadium has to do their 111th. So. Thank you. So, but the biggest reason she's not going to this game on Sunday is she just wants to go to find Taylor Swift. Sure. She's 13, and if I take her, I know she is going to bother me all game long. Daddy, 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 let's go find Taylor Swift, because she believes... She will just be able to... She's going to be waiting in line to get a pretzel. Or, like, she can just walk into her suite and, like, she can go hang out with her. Like, I, I'm convinced she believes she can just walk into a suite and be like, oh, there's Taylor Swift and let's hang she out and She did meet Dalton Kincaid, who is also a big Swifty. True this. But that wasn't going to happen. True this. True this. Well, look, that's what the Swifties are saying. <laughs> so I tell my daughter no, and she gives me the whole, like, teenage... You don't want to spend time with you. And that's not going to work. I don't care. You're right. Sunday, I don't want to spend time with you. I want to spend time in the stadium watching this Bills game. I spent the whole weekend at your hockey tournament last weekend loving you then. I will love you when I get back on Monday. Sunday, the Bills happen. That's really powerful uh, how you hold the love and affection over her like that. Did not say that to her face. Sure. But I'm saying it here, and I mean it. You're a big, strong man. Okay. I love Good how, job. I love how you like have these little girls. Like, have you not learned the lesson from the past that you've made? What? The mistakes you made. Because when I was, I had my kids uh, way before you did. Sure, yeah. Because my girls are 13 and 11. Your girls are four and... Four and one and a half. One and a half, okay. So I would have to like discipline my kids or like say something to them in front of you. And you would always give me the, oh, man, you're too harsh. Terrible. Terrible. How you... And I'm now watching you do the same exact things I oh, did. Oh, you're out of your mind. Well, I'm, I'm a gentle giant. Okay, uh, really? Yeah. I mean, you, you are a gentle giant. You're still a dick to the kids sometimes. What are you talking about? Hate, hate, hate. Well, you're fine. You're not going to eat that. You're not going to eat. Oh, yeah. You, you hey, eat. don't put your finger in the electrical socket. Hey, stop putting your socks in your mouth. Hey, stop drinking out of the dog bowl. Yeah, I'm going to be a little stern when it comes to that stuff. Okay, so, like, don't sit here then and be like, oh, man, you're going to be in this same boat 
So then you're thinking you're going to do the same exact stuff that I have been doing <laughs> that you're criticizing me for. Okay. So we get past the 13-year-old daughter, Taylor Swift. Though. Sure. A couple hours later, my wife comes to me, and she mentions that she wants to go to the game if the Bills win. Okay. She never wants to go to cold weather games. And my wife will never admit it, but I know she wants to go for the Taylor Swift factor. I mean, to be in, in Taylor's vicinity, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Okay, but like, you're not even going to get a glimpse of her. No, probably not. Like, I mean, look, I was. Until she tries and goes against Pretzel. I was in Kansas City. Can you imagine her watching, or like walking up like it's finally her turn? And she's like, one pretzel, please. And they're like, do you want cheese? And she's like, ah. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? It's a game. I'm at a football game. I'm going to have fun. And they're like, that's going to be $27, please. And she gives him a 50. And they're like, I'm sorry. We're cashless. <laughs> Wait, you think Taylor Swift carries cash? <laughs> yeah, sure. In, in my imagination. That makes perfect does. sense. And she's like, oh, this is this is all I got. And they're like, sorry. And she's like, do you know who I am? And then it becomes like this social media thing where it's like Taylor Swift tries to pull rank with uh, Highmark Stadium concession worker. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? I'm just, just thinking. Just imagining. So going back to the thing with my wife, here's the thing. I can't say no, but I know she doesn't actually want to go to the game. She's not thinking this through. Right. And you clearly need to think for her as her husband. Okay, let's talk this through. Let's talk this through. <laughs> and let's talk this through. My wife is a great sport. Of course. Right? Like, uh, she'll come to games with me. She'll watch games with me at home. She'll get like invested emotionally because I'm invested emotionally. Yeah. Right Anytime now. I've come over to watch a game, like, she's right down there in the thick of it. Oh, yeah. But between tailgating in this game, we're going to be in 5 to 15 degree weather. It's going to be cold. For 10 hours. You know how I am being on a edge when I get inside the stadium. Sure. I will not be the husband she needs me to be while we are there. Right. Not fair to her. Her expectations are too high of you. Yes. Right. Well, no, like you're not going to be able to give her what she needs. So therefore, let's just remove her entirely. But no, but like going back to the whole situation, uh, like with with my oldest, right? Like the last two games my wife has gone to me with were the Thanksgiving Day game in Detroit, where there's all these things going on. You've been there too, so then like that's entertaining. It's inside. It's comfortable. Yeah. Then we went to London. It was a beautiful day. There's all these other things going on around. You're in England. It's exciting. The it's Queen's comfortable. There. Bro, there's nothing to do but watch football inside yeah. Highmark Stadium. Yeah, and I would even say, like, the concourse is even more miserable than being out in the cold when it's uh, those kinds of games. Like, if you're looking for something to do, like, if you're if you're looking to get your steps in, like, yeah, go for it. You can walk around the concourse all you want, you know? But outside of that, not much to do within the confines of uh, of one Bill's Drive. Like, I love how many, I'd love to know how many wives and daughters are demanding tickets for this game on Sunday simply due to the Taylor Swift factor. Because, like, here's the thing that's weird. Normally in Western New York, this isn't a problem because for generation, ladies have been just as diehards as the dudes when it came to Bill's games. Sure. Like, our mom, our sisters, they went to games all the time. Our sisters still do. If you go back, like, looking at that old footage of the 90s, like, that, like they're the Bill's buddies. Like, yeah. that's, you got them in the crowd. It was, it was, it was gorgeous everyone i've ever been in a relationship with has gone to a game with me and has been i mean not as diehard as i am we're weird there are most people aren't as diehard as we are my wife isn't from here so she didn't have that experience growing up sure right but like i'm finding i guess i expected more you women in western new york like i, I maybe i overshot how many diehard bills fan ladies there were 
Okay. What? 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 Why are you looking at me like that? Just, <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? I just I'm I'm interested as to how you're gonna finish the sentence in point. Well, no, like I expect other cities to have women that are only Taylor Swift fans. I and mean, look, I'll include dudes in this too that are Taylor Swift fans that yeah. only want to go to the she's game. She's like the most popular musician in the world. I understand, but she skews mostly female. Yeah, I I, I, I don't have the data in front of me, but... Okay, sounds, here, let me look it up. Yep, found like, it, found it. <laughs> sounds like it tracks. Bro, you don't go to a Taylor Swift show and see 40,000, like, 27-year-old bros. Yeah, do it. I mean, ah. maybe ironically, but it, they're definitely not the uh, the target demographic. So yeah, I, I would believe that. Like, it's just weird to me. Like, I assumed, like, these women wanted to go to the games, period. Like, not just because Taylor Swift was going to be there. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I can't, like, my, my like, atmosphere, like, the people that I know that are Bills fans, like, none of them, man or woman or child, are, like, die-hard Taylor Swift fans, you know? So, like, I don't know. I don't know. For, Sneakies or Swifties are sneaky. They like, could, yeah. You don't know who's a Swifty until all of a sudden they're going all Swifty on your end. Sure. Um, but but for what it's but I also know like tons of of people, women especially, that are like die hard Bills fans, like posting uh, you know, photos of them at the game and going just as hard That's as everybody saying. else. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird to me that all of a sudden like people are like, We're gonna go to this game to see Taylor Swift. You should wanna go to the game because it's Patrick Mahomes first road playoff game. What are you doing here? I believed in you. I mean, but I think like that's just I I don't know. I guess I see that as like a fringe benefit, you know, like that maybe not going there because Taylor Swift is possibly going to be there. She's gonna be there. You think so? Yes. I mean, it's a forty five minute flight from New York. That's a good point. Where are they gonna put her? Yeah, I have no clue on that one. So let's talk this out. Uh, for those who don't know, the suites in Highmark Stadium, the only way to access ninety nine percent of them. Is through the public concourse. Yeah. So they built the, the suites in the stadium 25 years after the stadium was already constructed. So unless they put her in the owner's box, which seems like a bad PR move, and put a pin in that, we'll come back to it. How do you get her into a suite? Well, I know that there is, I'm pretty sure there's access to the tunnel from the press box. No, there isn't. Are you sure about that? Well, well there's an elevator that takes... Well, yeah, but the press box, you can't... You have to go out of the press box into the concourse to get to the suites. To get to the suites, yeah. I mean, that's a good question. Yeah, how are you going to get her in there? Because you can't ever go through, you know, general population that's at that point. That's what I'm point. saying, man. Like, that would be a disaster waiting to happen. Even if you have, like, you know, 10 people surrounding her. Like, bro, it's shoulder to shoulder, butts to nuts in that concourse getting in and out. Especially in cold weather games. If you have that many people that see Taylor Swift is walking through the crowd, someone will die. Legitimately, someone will die. Yeah. You can't do it. No, you can't have her go at, through the 100 level. So no how, chance. How do you do it then? I mean, there's got to be... Name it. I, oh, I don't know. I don't know the info. I didn't architect uh, uh, Highmark Stadium. Nor did you study English. <laughs> I didn't architect it. I didn't design it. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's... Like, how does Terry Pagula get from the owner suite down to the... Uh, I believe the, the, only, the, tunnel. the only suite that has a connection to the tunnel is the owner suite, I believe. And you're telling me that there's no other way of getting into other suites from the owner suite? I don't think so, because, again, they you would have to go out into the concourse. So, here's the other thing, man. There are... And you may have seen this in social media. Even owners for other teams, when they come to Bills games, have to walk through the concourse. Oh, I didn't know that. You have seen Bills fans take pictures with Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft selfies when they like bump into them quickly in the concourse when they're shuffling them off to like the private area. Oh, I didn't know so that. So maybe you can keep the walk tight, 
But she may have to walk through the concourse. I don't think she's going to have to walk through the concourse, though, because, like, if you're walking... So, like, you know, if you're going in, there's the 100 level, and then you can obviously keep going up to the 300 level. The 200 level is the club area, yeah. right? I know that there are, are there are suites that are accessible from the club level, you right? You still have to walk in through the front of the stadium. But it's more swanky than, you know... Than a bunch of chads walking through in the, at the 100. Bro, I, okay, look, this is, and I like Buffalo for this reason. I like going to Bills games for this reason. I have been to suites in two other NFL stadiums. No big deal. I'm, no, I didn't pay for it. What are you, nuts? There is no such thing as a swanky club-level suite in Buffalo. Like, those people in those suites have paid, like, $40 more than everybody else in the stadium. And you get, like, roast, get one roast beef sandwich. Still looks nice. And if anyone has a ticket, I would love to Does go. Does not look nice when you go to other, like, look, man, I, I'm not that guy. Sure. I don't want to sit in the suite. Clearly. And you know how I know you're not that guy? Because you're that? telling me you're no, not I'm that guy. No, I'm saying I'm not a guy that wants to sit in that area. It doesn't do anything for me. I want to be down. I want to be close to the field. I want to be able to sit with, like, people who want to be there. Sure. Man of the people. Rolling up his sleeves, and we got to get to work. I don't care about any other people. I want to be there for the game. I want to be close for me. The other suites that I have been in in other stadiums make what the Bills do at their club level look like a flaming pile of garbage. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, don't... It's not even close. Like, sure. It's laughable. Yeah, I mean, I've never been a part of, uh, you know, the the even the highest, even the lowest end suite uh, experience in, in, uh, in Orchard Park. Never been in a suite in Orchard Park? Nope. Ooh. I know, right? So if anyone has a ticket, you know, get at me. I would love to, uh, to you know, go on assignment to uh, one of the suites in Orchard Park. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I could have told you that without going to any of the suites no, there. No, but, like, I'm telling you, you do not understand the difference. Like, Kansas City, Arrowhead was built the same year sure. as Highmark was, right? Yeah. Their suites were some of the nicest I've ever seen. And ours look like they rent them out to homeless people comparatively in the offseason. Here's the other problem. No private bathrooms in the 200-level suites. Really? Yes, you have to walk out to use the bathroom in the club level. Oh, boy. Ooh. Yeah, she ain't coming. I mean, she has to come. I, mean, I just wonder whether she's coming. They're, the Bills are not going to say don't come because it's going to be big for them. And here's the thing, too. I'm not saying she's not coming because Taylor Swift is too. Like, I'm not going to use a, a public bathroom. Oh, she would absolutely say that. She's no, but I'm, I'm not saying. But, but my point is that, like, I'm not saying she's not coming because she's not willing to, like, tough out the elements. I'm saying that she's not coming because her people are not going to be like, this is going to be a nightmare. No, like, I you're can, not going to enjoy this. You can't see a billionaire superstar saying, I don't want to stand in line to pee. I mean, she. I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to. Uh, show my cards as far as my parasocial relationships are concerned, but she seems like she would be pretty cool. If I was a billionaire, most famous person on the planet, the first thing I would say is I'm not standing in line to pee anymore, especially at a sporting event. That would be the first thing. In fact, that's the only change I want. I'm no longer waiting in line to pee. You will build a bathroom next to my seats <laughs> in 131. I will walk in there, pee by myself. I would like to buy these two seats forever where I can build my own private bathroom that <laughs> I am only allowed to use. And don't look at me while I do not look at me. Sure. I'm peeing in here. Well, at least she doesn't have to use the trough. So would it bother you if the Pagulas put her in the owner's suite? No, it's Taylor Swift. Be hospitable. Okay, but she is there only because she's cheering for her boyfriend on the other team. Okay. Brittany Mahomes has to come with her. That's, uh, that's ah, a deal breaker. what happened? Be hospitable. No. Be hospitable. No, because she sucks. What's the difference? Taylor Swift hasn't thrown champagne on Bills fans. Throwed champagne degree. after you were done architecting the stadium? Thrown champagne. Oh, throwed. you said throwed. I said thrown. You said thrown. I had my nose Watch stuffed up. Watch the throwed. Hasn't thrown champagne. Th God, I hate you so much. Don't say throwed. 
No, that's the difference. Taylor Swift is only, you know, LFG as far like like out to the to the people in uh in Arrowhead Stadium. LFG. Like, you know, let's Oh F, yeah. Gotcha. Like uh I mean, Brittany Mahomes has just treated people poorly. Okay. I so, love yeah. how you well, look, 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 look. I can appreciate you defending Taylor Swift. And here's the thing, from all the stories we've seen, she's a very kind, like personable she human cool. being, right? Okay. But like don't buy the entire jive that she doesn't have some kind of like rich chick stuff in her. Okay, like I, 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 I'm not under the you know delusion that like someone who is at her level of of you know fame and and you know affluence would be like, oh no, you go ahead, I'm, I'll wait in this this bathroom line too. Do you live here? How's that? Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, like, I'm sure there's going to be accommodations for her, you know? Like, has a president ever come to, to a game before? No, what president? Why would a president come I'm to I'm trying to think game? of, like, I'm trying to Beyond think of other... the most famous person other than Taylor Swift that has been in a game before? Yeah. It probably would have been in the early 90s during the Super Bowl run. Rick James? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Rick James seems like someone who would have needed his own bathroom. Could Rick James have been the most famous person to be at a Bills game? I mean, does OJ count after the murder? I'm asking a serious question. Yeah, I don't, but but like, but we're, di- we're there's a difference between famous and infamous. Oh, of of course, but like what I like, I wouldn't even put Rick James in his prime. Yeah, at course. the same level of Taylor Swift right now. I don't like, know. Have you heard Super Freak? Yes. No. <laughs> there's there's like seven people on the planet that have been at the level Taylor Swift has been at any point in their lives. Like she is a unicorn. Sure. Right. But. It is a funny thing to think, like, outside of Taylor Swift, in the history of this franchise, who is the most famous person who have walked in that stadium during a Bills game? And it might be... It's either, Chad Michael Murray. It might, it's either Rick James or post-killings O.J. Simpson. I mean, Jay-Z was in the building when he did a show. No, but that's not a Bills game. That counts, right? No, it does. I'm saying for a Bills game. Can you think of any other reason someone famous, that famous, would have been in a building for the game? I, I truly can't, you know? Like, there's, like, the... Even all of the celebrity people that we know that are Bills fans, right? Like who? Uh, uh, but okay, that's no, but we've talked about this before. Even the celebrities aren't really Wolf celebrities. Wolf Blitzer, Wolf Blitzer, Chad Michael Murray, Bill Fichter, Bill Fichter, Fichter. Uh, yeah, there's uh, Johnny Resnick. There's a couple, you know what? I mean? Johnny but, Resnick. Okay, but dude, let me finish my point. What I'm saying is that like those people are quote celebrities, sure, right? Yeah, people yeah. know that they're public figures. Yes, they don't even sniff the universe that Taylor Swift is in. And that's the point I'm making. Johnny Resnick would not walk through the concourse no with way. security. Because no he would get mobbed. Uh-huh. Think about what would happen with I Taylor. just don't want to miss you to Johnny. Johnny over here. Quick picture. No, you're busy. All right. All right. I'll see you after the game. Do you remember when the Sabres, they switched to their slug jerseys? Sure. And uh, they were the hardest jersey to get in the NHL. Yeah. For those who don't know, like the, I think it was what, 0506 yep. when they made the switch. You could not find these things anywhere. Here's what a giant celebrity Chad Michael Murray was. And if you don't know who Chad Michael Murray is, Google him. He was like a teen heartthrob. He was on what show was he? One on? Tree Hill. Thank you. Um, he was in a couple other. Cinderella you know, story. Cinderella, with there it is. Yep, 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 yep. Played quarterback. Chad Michael Murray was photographed at a Sabres game. This is the height of his fame. And he was wearing a Kmart slug jersey. At the height of his fame, he was not famous enough to get a real slug jersey where they were sold out everywhere else. So, yeah, it's. Bro, this woman... I, Maybe it was a supply issue, Pat. Maybe it wasn't... A supply uh, chain issue, not Chad Michael Murray's celebrity maybe, status. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. She's got to go in the owner's suite. 100%. I would I have a problem with that. Oh, it would oh. bother me. Okay. Don't put the enemy in the owner's suite. Oh, please. It's a football you game. You wouldn't put the other owner in the owner's suite. 
Yeah, you would. No, they don't. Is there a visitor odor suite? They uh, no. That was again. It's you have to walk through the concourse to get there. Uh, if they won't do it for another owner, why would you do it for Taylor Swift? Yeah. There. We're gonna find out what's making Ryan sad. And in big weather game last Monday. Yeah. Right. Uh, for some reason, our family specifically always has major incidents at every weather game. The seems, to, seems to be the case. We'll get into it. It's Let's Go Duffalo, the Odyssey app. We beat your podcast. There are two things that go hand in hand with pills and football. Well, it's football and weather. Sure. And weather was the name of the game, uh, at least this past week. And here's the thing, man. The Duffy family, you know, we are a football family. We're a Bills football family. And when it comes to Bills weather games, we don't have the best track record with how things work out. Yeah. So let's go, Duffalo, the Odyssey app, wherever you uh, get your podcast. He's Ryan Duffy. Hi. Uh, we appreciate your likes, your subscribes. Although, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on uh, Instagram and on TikTok at let's.go.duffalo. You can find both of Ryan's television interviews that he did over the weekend. No, I didn't post any of those. Although, you posted my uh, my local spot, but you my did- national spot I didn't put up. You didn't put the 13 Wham spot on the Let's Go Duffalo thing? No. No. Why? Because what am I going to... Everybody look at me on the news. That's all you were doing all weekend. To you. To you. What about, look at me, everybody. I'm on a podcast, and I got to talk to a local me, or local uh, broadcaster who was very nice. She was awesome. And then also, look at me on my national uh, news spot. Can I just say real quick, though? Because it was it was really funny. So I did the 13 Wham interview on Friday. Oh, these are the interviews that you didn't want to talk about to bring attention it's to It's funny. It, no, it's, it, it's funny, though, it's guys. Funny, it's though. funny. It's funny. So I did the 13 Wham one on Friday. Mm-hmm. And then on Friday night, I want to say, at some point during the weekend, I get this message from a producer at Fox Weather. Now, by the way, quick sidebar, you sent me the message they sent. I was convinced it was someone that was trying to steal your Oh, I thought it was a spam. Oh, yeah, spam all day. But then it turns out, but she messaged us both on Instagram and on TikTok. So, okay. And I actually did a little bit of research because, like, I ain't going to get fished. Come on here. I've done the, the Odyssey training, okay? I know how to avoid a fishing attempt, all right? So I respond, we're going back and forth with, uh, with this producer and, you know, she was super cool and she's like, all right, yeah, no, we set everything up. I had to give them all my information, you know, talk to the, to the boardroom and all that, or like the control board, all that jazz. So I'm telling my wife about this and she's like, oh my gosh, you're going to be on Fox New- or Fox Rochester. That's so cool. I was like, no, it's Fox weather. And she goes, what is that? Like their, their app. I was like, <laughs> like, no Fox national news. And she goes, and, and we were at uh, my in-laws at the same time. Both my and my mother-in-law and my wife both turned to me at the same time and go, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is a national national spot. They're, they're like, what? Oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, that makes me feel really good. Oh, wow, look at you impressing <laughs> your family with a one Well, that's not what appearance. it's all about. I can care about. I can care less about anybody else. That's like, a lie. Oh, lie. Oh, yeah. I'm just a good guy, guys. I'm just Ryan. I'm go, just ahead guy. Keep, go ahead and keep projecting. But I will say, like, part of the fun of doing this is, like, getting a rise out of my, my friends and family. Oh, we're going to go from Ryan being sad <laughs> to figuring out. We're going to go from Ryan acting sad and being a sad human being <laughs> to figure on, figuring out this week what is making. Ryan said. 
you know, we're in uh, we're in playoff mode now. Hey, did you not learn anything from interviews that you got to go quick and get in and out? No, I didn't. Because I go to the beat of my own drum. Okay? I'm carving out my own Oh, my God. Here. Just tell us. Let's go. Survive in advance. It's what it's all about. Yes. You know, obviously, we're getting exactly what we wanted in the Kansas City Chiefs coming to Orchard Park. But what's coming with the Chiefs is a certain officiating crew that hasn't been too, uh, let's say, unfavorable to said Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. So for those that aren't familiar, we're getting Sean Hockley's ref crew in Orchard Park on Sunday evening at 6.30. If I'm not mistaken, he was the ref crew for the Philly game as well? Was that he, was he the Philly ref? I believe you're right. Yeah. 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 So, historically, the Bills do not perform great against the Sean Hockley crew. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs do extremely well, especially in the playoffs. They have never lost a playoff game when they have had Sean Hockley's crew okay. officiating the game. Now... I'm not trying to be all big brain conspiracy theorist here, mm-hmm. but there seems that the data backs up that there may be a little bit of a concern here. You do realize what you sound like after we spent five minutes ripping apart George Pickens for complaining about the referees. Listen, I'm just asking the questions, okay? You got to come to your own. No, you didn't ask Do any your questions. own research. You, you made nothing but statements. Are we nervous question mark i'm not and here's why uh it's not so much the chiefs being favored it's home teams being favored by hockey's uh crew in the playoffs that is an interesting stat to look at because patrick mahomes has never played a road playoff game this will be his first road no, playoff what game. Uh? well if you would have actually looked at the numbers you would see that it's something that maybe we don't have to worry about if you are concerned about something like that well if you're looking at alternative facts yes you could say you straight up facts you could say well it, both are true at the same time uh-huh, you know well, and there's well the chiefs have never lost a playoff game when sean hockley is officiating the game you can also say that the home team that Sean Hockley in the in the Chiefs case have never lost a game because they are the home team. In the last three years, the Chiefs have lost a single playoff game. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you want you want to make your own assumptions? No, I'm just saying. What are they? They're including Super Bowl case. If you count Super Bowl, they've lost. No, they haven't because they've won two out of the last three Super Bowls. In the last three years, they've lost a single playoff game. So they are one, two, three, four, they, five, six, seven, and one. No, they lost the Super Bowl to the uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're right. I apologize. All right, so they're six and two. Yeah, six and two. Yeah. So the odds that they were going to lose a playoff game—I mean, is it the officiating or is it the fact that they're just a dominant team? I'm just here asking the questions, okay, Patrick. Well, I guess we're going to find out on Sunday. God, why do we keep doing this segment? What? I'm sad. I got to talk about it. The snow over the weekend pushes the Bills game back to Monday. Sure did. And it makes that game much more memorable. And when it comes to the weather games in Buffalo, because there have been a bunch of them, there are two ways you can look at them. First of all is the pain in the ass standpoint. Yeah. Because when the weather shows up, the traffic is impacted and makes it miserable. The tailgate is harder. The wind whipping around, the snow in all the places you don't want the snow to be, lighting the grill gets harder. Like your butt. The snow gets in your butt. It's terrible. And your in-game experience can be miserable depending on how the game goes, right? Yeah. Because a game like the Steelers, right, there's so many exciting moments throughout the game. It takes your mind off how you feel. During those drought years, man, the last games, couple of games of the season, I remember being at a Broncos game 
where there were like 40,000 fans in the stands. Sure. Tim Tebow was starting for them. Yeah. It was a freezing cold rain that turned into snow in like the oh, fourth that's quarter. that's the worst. And the Bill, it was one of the worst NFL games I've ever seen. Yeah. And I wanted, I was miserable, completely miserable the whole time, yet I wasn't leaving that effing game. Like, sure. you know, part of it was like I was earning my stripes for when the Bills eventually got good again. So you could tell everybody about it. Exactly. I Just, was there when it was Tim Tebow walking into the Orchard Park at that point. Back then, it was called Ralph Wilson Stadium. I don't know why I'm talking like that, but I, I would do that. Or... Because that was the style at the time. <laughs> you could look at the games like that from the rare experience standpoint. Sure. Because these are rare games that everyone remembers. And they're games the NFL uses on commercials because of the unique shots they get. Like, for example, over the weekend, everybody throwing snow in the air in celebration. Yeah. That's going to be everywhere forever. Those stills of, of you know, like the snow fireworks going off and stuff, like that is that is in the uh, the Buffalo Bills, you know, uh, Hall of Fame as far as, like, photos are concerned. They still use that slow motion LaShawn McCoy uh, snowball game. Yeah. Touchdown run in overtime and ads and things like that. Yeah. And you can say one, like a lot. A lot of these games are just one-word games, and everyone remembers exactly the game you're talking about. Football. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I remember that game. So, um, you know, with our family having season tickets forever, with me having season tickets for, God, 13 years now, we have been to a ton of weather games. Sure. And it seems that every weather game we go to, something terrible happens. Yeah, more often than not. Okay, because like there's three kinds of weather games you're going to get for when it comes to Bills games. You get the snow games, which we'll touch on. You get the wind games that we'll touch on. Yep. You get the pouring rain games, which I think are the worst of all of them. Completely agree. But every opening day, and it happens without fail, it is the hottest, sunniest day you've ever seen in your life. I'm glad we're talking about this because I think that the the opening day early september games as far as miserable conditions are concerned that is slept on that's not talked about often enough uh, every single opening game i have ever been to in september mind you i've had the whole summer to get a base burn i come home with one side of my face as red as <laughs> as a, a strawberry hat on top of a lobster He's not kidding. It's only one side of his face. Every single like time, it's other, one side of my face. The other and side I of his mean, face is so big, it blacks out the sun from one side of his face. That's so funny. That's really funny. That's a funny joke. Is he going to be mad because every time I insult you, somebody tells you how funny it is when I do the jokes about your face? Possibly. Um, but I'm also very pale and susceptible to yeah, sun. we're Irish. Much to your wife's chagrin. So I, I have this uh, like crazy color my wife palette. doesn't like you because you're pale? <laughs> I, uh, I have this crazy color disparity between my pale cheek on one side and completely red. And don't forget the sunglass mark of like one little white stripe on there, too. And I got to go to work the next day. And everyone's like, what happened? Did you just did you get dragged by a car on your way into work? <laughs> no, the funniest thing is you'll wear a jersey, no sunscreen, and you will have a jersey sunburn for sure. like the next week and a half. Yeah. Right. Like numbers and dots and all. <laughs> No, that was even worse back when they had the Reebok jerseys, too, because, like, those had even bigger mesh wide holes. Wide-ass mesh yeah. holes, and here comes Ryan looking like a golf ball with his shirt off walking <laughs> down the street. No, man, I'm with you. Like, the, the worst weather games for me are always those opening days because there's no way. There's no shade in that stadium. There's no trees in the parking lot where you're tailgating, right? Yeah. It is just sun in your face the whole time. Yeah, and, like, obviously, like, when you think of weather and Buffalo Bills, like, everyone thinks of of snow games. You know what I mean? Like, like and I get it. Like, that's part of the, you know, the the 
the charm of of Orchard Park games and, and weather. But yeah, no, for sure. I think that like I'm usually the most miserable when I'm just melting in the sun after I get out of an air conditioned car and it's like 9.15 a.m. and it's still like that August heat. And yeah. I'm like, oh, God, why I made a mistake again. The other underrated suck part about those heat games. Yeah. If you get stuck next to someone with a cutoff shirt who's a little bit ripe in the Ooh, stadium, yeah, like yeah, yeah. there is there. Are, I have caught some bad B.O. for sure. people. You've been out all day and you also haven't showered in a couple days as it is. But then you're out all day. Uh, you're drinking. Uh, you're jumping in the dirt. You're doing all okay. You're playing football with your buddies in the gravel. You're hopping in between cars trying to get into the game. Ugh. Yuck. So uh, when it comes to the worst experience weather game we've ever had as a family, sure, there's one game that stands out. What's that? Uh, it was, I believe, was it opening day against Denver? It was definitely a Denver game. I don't know if it was opening day. So, I want to say it was sometime in like October, November. So it was. It had been pouring rain that day. Yeah, pouring rain all day long. And uh, so I'm like, what, in 18, 19? You're like 16, 17? Yeah, I was high, I have a high school age, yeah. Okay. So uh, it's you, me, and mom and dad yep. that went to the game. So we're there with our dad's tickets. We're in the front row of the end zone, Jumbotron side. That's where my dad's seats are. I'm sitting next to mom. You're sitting next to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're there at the game in what, our seats. <laughs> was it Was it Terrence McGee who... Ta- or Ros- that sounds familiar. Or was it Roscoe Paris? Somebody One of the two, yeah. takes the opening kickoff. And all of a sudden, they break free. And he they're running right at us, right? So if they're scoring, they're going to score right in front of us. When he breaks free in this race, it's, it's wet. Nobody's, it's just everything is distracting. Nobody's paying attention to anything. Sure. I get so excited when he breaks free that I throw my elbows up in the air to, like, celebrate, oh, my God, here he comes. And in doing that, I walloped our mother Dude. in the face with my elbow. <laughs> like, you know when you hit a baseball bat and you hit it so or hit a baseball with a bat and you hit it so clean you don't feel the ball? Sure. I did that to mom's face with my elbow. Oh man. Complete accident. She goes flying back into the seat. She starts to cry. She's got her hand in her thing. And I don't know what to do. Cause like I my mom is hurt, but Terrence McGee's still running. Sure. So like you clearly see the, the problem here. Right. There is clearly a a, a, a force of a feeling at that point. The worst part is he didn't even score. Like, he was right, like, yeah, taking yeah, out, like, yeah, the yeah. 14. Like, he didn't even go house with it. Great so. field position. Now, Bye, you okay? Now we have this situation because everybody in the stands saw what I just did. And mom is legitimately hurt. Yeah, for sure. Legitimately hurt. So, like, nobody knows what to do. Right? Like, if only there was, like, a first responder there that could have helped the situation. <laughs> Someone who's trained and uh, and you know providing first aid until uh, proper uh, authorities get there. Like you know, if only someone who had been a cop for the last twenty five years had been sitting directly next to that woman, in which he could have made the situation better. <laughs> so here's what makes it a thousand times worse, and this is where Ryan gets uncomfortable in the story. Yeah. How do I put this? I am concerned. I am very concerned. Our dad is concerned for a second. And then the game goes back on. And my mom, like, she's out of it. I just crushed her face. Dude, there's no doubt in my knowing, like, being an adult now, she she got a concussion. No doubt, yeah, 100%. You, you concussed our mother on the opening drive of the Denver Broncos game. So, like, 20 minutes after it happens, she's still like, like I don't feel good. And Dude, she didn't stand for the rest of the game. Like, she was sitting there, like, with her, and, and you know, luckily, I guess, you know, with our seats, you know, you have the... 
uh, concrete barrier there. So like it gives you something at least a little bit to lean on, you know, but like, her head was in her hands. Like the, that's how I remember it. Like she was not herself. And there was like one point where her dad was like, well, if you don't feel good, just go back to the, the car, car with your concussed head. Oh go goodness. sit by yourself nap. <laughs> and close your eyes alone in a car outside of the stadium. Uh, and on top of that too, like you, you, <laughs> you haven't even touched on the worst part. Which head? No, no, I'm just joking. Oh. Like the, the fact that it was raining all day too, like, rain is the worst environment to be in when, when you're at a bills game. In my opinion, I think that like, because if it's rainy, it's going to be a little bit colder as it is. Okay. So with it, from my recollection, it was an October or November. It was a fall game and being in the rain and also being colder in general, it made for an absolutely miserable experience. I would rather take the cold than the sun. I'll take the cold and the rain over the sun. Really? Any day of the week, oh, without wow. question, man. Okay. Because look, I got. I got. I'll take the. Sorry to cut you off. I'll take the snow over the. A hundred percent. Yeah. Over that, but rain is lowest on my list. Like so, I think the snow is the least miserable of all the weather games. Because like you know, you look at what happened at the stadium. We we've all been to those games before. If you've gone to enough games where like your seats aren't. They still got a ton of snow in them, right? Sure, yeah. If you're wearing snow pants, you're fine. Right. Like Who doesn't have a pair of boots? And, like, you should know you're wearing two pair of the thickest socks you got to keep yeah. your feet warm. Like, you have a way. Keep you know, keep putting a beer sweater on throughout the game. I know it's not good for your body, but it'll keep you warm in the moment. You're taking the Wegmans uh, plastic bags that you've been hoarding for the last uh, three years after they moved to paper bags, and you're putting them on your socks before you put your shoes on to make sure your feet don't get wet. Like, I can handle that. It's the other stuff that I cannot handle. I can't handle the sun, and I cannot handle, like, Although, Man, I sure do hate the snow. I'll go snow is fine, <laughs> my favorite. Follow that up with the rain. I can handle the rain. The wind sucks. Yeah, especially when it's cold, for Be- sure. Because, like, it, it, uh, it, the worst weather game that affected the game itself had to be that Patriots-Bills game from a couple of years ago sure, yeah. where the Patriots beat the Bills when Mac Jones, what, attempted three passes the whole game? Three passes. Because, like, not only it was cold that night, the wind is whipping through. And the product on the field was so negatively affected by the weather that you didn't even get to enjoy anything. Yeah, it was a it was a poor game for any type of uh, take your allegiance to your teams out of it. It's not a fun game to watch. And like going back to why the snow games are better, like even the plays that are made in the snow games are fun. Like that snow game where Joe Webb starts and yeah. the Bills walk off Colts. against the yeah. Colts, right? You have an amazing touchdown catch by Kelvin Benjamin. Yep. You have that unbelievable field goal that the Colts hit in closing moments to send it to overtime where it like whips back and forth three times and makes it in. Right. You have that, that, that image or, or that video of like the entire Colts offensive line, like, like, like in bare position, like digging out where, yeah. where Vinatieri is going to have to kick from. Yeah. I mean, all those were awesome. And then again, like that runoff home run, walk off home run from LaShawn McCoy, like watching three feet of snow kick up behind him as he's running away from everybody else. Yeah. Not to mention Joe Webb, wide receiver gets the win as the quarterback that day. Dude, remember that pick that he threw toward the end of the game, like in Buffalo territory, like yeah. the like, Oh my God. Like after all of this, we're going to hand the game over to them. I'll be honest with you. I knew that the weather was so, the snow was so thick. There's no way they were going to score. It was That's fine. It's like, all right, let's yeah. go to overtime. It's fine. But don't forget Nate Peterman started that. Yeah, game. for sure. He's the one who hit Benjamin in the end zone. And then he got knocked out of the snow game. Yeah. Would you rather have extreme weather memory game? Or seventy and overcast, so you don't get sunburned for the rest of your life. Oh man, I I in the moment I want that perfect L.A. weather game. Really, in the moment. But 
when I think back about like all of the the cold, like snow, poor weather games that I've been to, even as miserable as that Broncos game was, and granted, we're going to remember it for different reasons, but like <laughs> mom doesn't remember it at all. <laughs> It's memorable. You know what I mean? Like the the like I think fondly on the Kyle Williams final game, and that was a snowy game, you know? I think fondly on the as much as it sucked to watch it in person, I think fondly on the the Bengals divisional game from last season. Yeah, like the opening opening kickoff for that was beautiful. Like it's it's freezing cold, the snow is starting to blanket the field. Dude, it's like it there I'm sorry to put it like this but like it's magical man like i and i remember like i i swear to god i remember being in that that position right there and like closing my eyes and being like remember this moment like it's such a great picture of like the snow falling like you said covering the starting to just dust the field a little bit and at that point i remember turning to be like we're gonna crush them <laughs> whoops <laughs> maybe not yeah not so much no 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 and also being warmed by the flames coming off of the buffalo from the tunnel. Like yeah, that was that was actually refreshing. I mean, underrated part of my seats is in the cold games, you get three quick blasts of warmth before the game starts. <laughs> now, I even in the moment, I want the weather. Really? I want the weather in the moment. Because, I mean, look, in, I'm, I got that old school feeling like football is supposed to be played in the weather, which is stupid because the Bills play better in perfect weather, even at home, Yeah. right? And the game is more exciting with the quarterback like Josh Allen when you have that kind of weather thing. But there's just something romantic about watching a game that is being affected by elements. There's, there is a... a badge to wear as a fan, yeah. having sat through one of those, For sure. that I enjoy having. So, yeah, I, I think I'd take that over 70 and overcast. I mean, that's good foresight, you know, and, and I agree with you. Like, at the end of the day, like, those those weather or poor weather games or just element games are ones that you're going to think fondly back on or or just you know, have more of a descriptive memory. I can't tell you how many games in October that I went to where it's, like, a completely, you know, a beautiful day outside that, like, I couldn't even tell you anything about that game. Well, no, that's just it. Like, if you if you go to enough games, like, when the weather's nice, they all start to blend together. Sure. Unless it's a seminar. Like, it's the weather games that separate them from yeah, other games. for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. The only weather we're going to have, it looks like, as of now, Sunday night, is freezing cold. Woo! When Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs come to town, we get into it. We do it next. Let's go Duffalo, the Odyssey app, Brave Beach Podcast. what we wanted oh man we literally asked for this and it wasn't just you and i i mean bills fans take the last couple of weeks is give me Mahomes in arrowhead or give me Mahomes in orchard park when it became possible for us to secure that second seat it's it's poetic it's how it's supposed to happen it's let's go duffalo the odyssey app wherever you get your podcast the chiefs have not beaten the bills in two seasons the bills have not beaten the chiefs in the playoffs their last two attempts yeah Two out of the last three years. And now it's come home to roost. All right. Injuries are going to be a massive issue for the Bills in this game, yep. potentially. So they uh, we are taping this on Wednesday because we were going to do it Monday night, but then the game ended up getting moved, so we weren't able to do that. We talked earlier in the show about all of the folks that went down during the game. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have the folks that missed the game already, that we are still, we're not sure if they're going or not. Right. They're they're all listed as day-to-day. 
And the Bills on Wednesday had a walkthrough practice. All right, I'm going to read you the did not practices sure. for Wednesday for the, practice. For the walkthrough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting corner, Christian Benford with a knee. Okay. Starting linebacker, Terrell Bernard with an ankle. By the way, the fact that his ankle didn't snap in half and it's only a sprain, how the hell did that happen? Yeah, I mean, to get carted off, too, and, and that be the case, like, yeah, that's that's awesome. But, yeah, look bad. Wide receiver, Gabe Davis, did not practice knee. Okay. Edge rusher, Leonard Floyd, did not practice vet rest rotator. Sure. Uh, Old. <laughs> Sam Martin, hamstring, did not practice. Taylor Rapp, calf, did not practice. Balen Spector, Back did not practice. But you just said he's back. Rasul Douglas, knee limited. Okay. Tyrell Dodson, shoulder limited. Douglas said after the game uh, against the Steelers, he was good to go. The team held him out. He will be playing against Kansas City. Those were his words, not the trainer's words. Thank golly jeepers. Where are you with the injuries against Kansas City right now? I mean, it's it's worrisome from, I, I guess, like, so... As as of right now, the only offensive injury you have on there is uh, Gabe Davis, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think the the Bills' offense showed that they can be you know productive in in with him not on the field okay. uh, against the Steelers. So and they also did it for most of the game against the Dolphins, for sure. Yeah. So I think like like from an offensive perspective, like that gives me hope that like if it's let's say this does come down to a you know a boat race, then at least we have the offensive full capacity going into the game. Um, from a defensive perspective, though. The there's definitely a worry. Like for me, it is the uh the the linebacker core, obviously. So you know? you're saying if you have to start AJ Klein and Dorian Williams, you have you're you're in trouble. I think you're in trouble. I think that like as much uh improvement I think that Dorian Williams showed in the Steelers game, mainly with like being a little bit more patient and like uh like kind of coming into his own a little bit as opposed to being like, Where's the ball? Where's the ball? Where's the ball? Where's the ball? Like well, I, he did a where's the ball and had a nice uh, tackle in the open field. But no, but but in, in tackle for loss, mind you, too. But that's my point. Like you saw him watch the play develop. And then when it was confirmed, like this is where it's going. Then he's out of a gun. Like that guy's dead, you know. So I think like that's promising. But A.J. Klein, like I, I don't know how, you know, putting him in a starting position against Patrick Mahomes. Like I understand the Chiefs offense has kind of struggled a little bit throughout the season, but. It's been their kind of own doing, not necessarily from like a, you know, good defensive perspective. It's been drops. It's been fumbles. It's been lining up offsides and getting correctly called for it, even though everyone's like, offensive offside would never happen. AJ Klein is the only player on that field on Sunday who will not be hurt out of his mind. Both sides. Hurt? Hurt. Well, bro, they've played an entire NFL season. Yeah, he's rested. Yeah, for sure. Well, he's also old, so. Okay, yeah, but he's played a game. Look, I'm with you, man. When it comes to the physical ability of A.J. Klein versus any other person you were going to put there on that Bills roster, I would like that. But if I'm A.J. Klein every single time, if I am the starting middle linebacker, you know, you got the green dot, you're on the mic, you know, or you're you're on the coach's mic. Every single time I'm calling the play in the huddle, I'm going to start with, I'm getting too old for this. But you're older every play. Exactly. So it kind of works. I am, now, I am now older. I am now too old for this. Okay. Um, the fact that the Bills were able to do what they did with A.J. Klein and Dorian Williams at linebacker. Yep. And we've talked about this on the show in the past about how McDermott's scheme is what makes this defense so good. Yeah. Not necessarily the talent the players have. Yep. As long as Taron Johnson. Yeah, yeah. That's a big one. Is out of concussion protocol. I'm not worried about the injuries. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, it's great to have Russell Douglas back uh, and all things, you know, 
pointing to that being the case. Sure. Uh, I think Kyrie Elam is likely going to get picked on as if he's the starter and Bedford can't go like he's he's going to get picked on. Mason Rudolph picked him. I'm picked on him all. all well, Mason Rudolph picked on him twice. And then he got picked and he stopped picking on him. And there was a pick and then a pick on and then a more picking. Yeah, that's a good point. Look, man, look. I'm with you. I think that, like, yeah, if Taron Johnson can't go, that's that's a huge concern. He's not. He originally made this roster just as a Kelsey negatory. Yeah, right. And he's involved in a Kelsey negatory. Am I wrong? Canceler. I'm no. I'm staying with negatory. Okay. Uh, and he's involved in a, to the best nickel corner in the NFL. If he can't go, we're in serious trouble. You're telling me Cam Lewis can't take Tra- Travis Kelsey on one on one? As long as Taron is out there, Taron. Shut up. You did it right the first time. There's Shut no up. excuse. We'll be okay. Okay. If he doesn't, I'm in panic mode. He's. I think he's the most valuable player for your defense on Sunday, hands down. Like if you this, get, this coming Sunday, yes, I disagree. If I, you tell, no, I'll say this: If you told me Terrell Bernard can play or Teron Johnson can play, Teron Johnson, Teron, 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 Teron Shroud of Teron Johnson, you're taking a piece of paper and you're tearing it. Oh my god. If I can have Johnson or Bernard. Johnson Bernard is a great insurance. Shut up. Name. I'm taking Johnson. Okay. I I think to me in a game like this, I think Russell Douglas is a, is a difference maker. In my opinion, you're overestimating. Okay. Corn, I mean, look, I think Dane Jackson and Kyrie. Look, yes, you're losing something going to Dane Jackson or Kyrie Elam with, with Russell Douglas being out. You're losing everything going from Johnson to Cam Lewis. Okay, but so well, your your point was that Tara Johnson is the most important piece, the most valuable player on that defense. On that defense, I, I yeah, I still think that like going into this game, having a top tier cornerback is going to, but obviously too, like Tara Johnson plays your nickel quarterback, and he is the one who is head on a hat with Travis Kelsey. He's moving with him all the time. Yeah. yeah so so I mean, I guess I see your point. I just think, like, I guess maybe I'm just excited to see Rasul Douglas play against the Chiefs because he wasn't on the the roster when we played him. Yeah, last he was. Time. Oh no, he was. Yeah, yeah he was no, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. So yeah, but I I understand your point. Look, man, with the wide receivers, your safeties can help you if they try and get down the field. If you're going to play a zone, it can help your corners out, right? Like if Elam's out there, you can run somebody over the top of Elam the entire time and try and mitigate the disaster. Hopefully, put him into a turnover situation. They're still getting turnovers even with all the injuries. That's yeah, great. Yeah. There is no Band-Aid when seven's not out there. Sure. So he needs to be able to go. I could, yeah, I, I the more we talk about it, I I do agree with your point there. I think, too, though, like, if the uh, the defensive line is healthy at this point, right? Knock on wood. Right, well, going into the game. Sure, yeah. Point. You know, we haven't had, like, I how many times did Mason Rudolph get sacked? Twice? It wasn't a lot. Right. And it was and Greg, it, I think, no, it was Greg. I think it was one. I think just Rousseau got him that one time. Was he? And, and Von Miller almost. Yeah, there were a lot of pressures. Don't get me wrong. Like, uh, yeah, I, I understand that. I think, like, if 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 we could get to, if the defensive line can get to Mahomes, I think that obviously that's going to be a difference maker. Or like, take him off of his timing a little bit. But we've seen Patrick Mahomes, like, you know, improvise his way out of plays left and right. You only get to Mahomes. If you delay the timing routes that they try to throw, and you only delay the timing routes route she tries to throw, if, if Teron Johnson, Johnson is out there, yes, okay, Terry, Terry shut up. And I know this sounds like a lot of doom and gloom so far, but there is good news. This Bills offense, even if all of this disaster happens on the defensive side of the ball and nobody's healthy, yeah, the Bills offense has the potential to score fifty points if they want to put their foot on the gas. Sure, right. And 
It's a last case scenario because, of course, there are massive risks to playing that way. But with Josh and the offensive weapons they've built around him, the potential for the Bills to score 50 at home exists. Yeah. And then it's up to the Chiefs' offense, which, let's be real, has struggled all season long to try and keep pace with you. Because, And that's what the most unique part about this game is. Everything is completely switched. It's not just home field advantage, right? Yep. And yep. that's big. Yep. The It used to be we had to keep pace with Kansas City. Yeah. And now it feels like Kansas City has to keep pace with us. I mean, Kansas City has a much better defense this year than they did uh, in, in previous years. That's fine. Sean McDermott has been playing complimentary football, and I I get it, and I appreciate it, right? Like, get a little lead, control the ball, we're going to dictate the terms drives. of this game. Yeah, for yes, sure, time fine. possession. Yeah. Fine, fine, fine. If you have to spin out of that and just chuck, you can do it. We've watched him do it. I'm, I'm super, super excited to see how Josh Allen's going to play on Sunday because you saw him turn it into a different gear against the Dolphins, putting the game on his back, you know? Yeah. Like, specifically with his legs. And then you saw it last week, or, you know, this past Sunday, with that that long run, like him getting the first down. Like, he's going to get the first down, and you're not going to stop him from getting it. I'm so excited to see him play like that against the Chiefs, where, I'm sorry, dude, like, you can say all day, like, it's just another game. It's the next. It's the most important game because it's the next game. You know, like oh, you know, and it's hard to win in this league. Blah blah blah. You can't tell me that this doesn't have more of a meaning. I, playing the Chiefs yeah. at home in in the playoffs against a foe that you have not been able to get past in the playoffs. You know, like you cannot tell me that this doesn't mean more to you. This is the most important game of Sean McDermott's Bills tenure. Yeah, I w- I would agree with that. Like, this is it up to this point for sure. No, I, well, yeah. I, 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 but I would make the argument, even if they make the AFC Championship game, knocking on wood here, this will be the game they go back to. Because if the Bills somehow manage to survive advance and lose in the AFC Championship game, Bills fans will say, well, look, you got past the Chiefs. You don't have to worry about them anymore. Yeah, you got, like, you got, that, you got it off your back. Yeah, yeah, the monkey is off your back. You've gotten all over the hump, and there's more hope. If you lose this game on Sunday, the mark on McDermott is going to be you couldn't beat the Chiefs. And I want, beat Andy Reid. And I want this bad. And the reason I want this bad is because, let's say the Chiefs are in decline. I want to be able to beat them while they're still near their peak. I don't want yeah. a Tom Brady situation where he's out of the division and he gets to leave and say, see, you never got him in his best. Like, I wanted Brady in that division one more year. Of course. You know, like, I, I, I get it. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, like, the Chiefs are still, they have two Super Bowls in the last, what, three years, right? Yeah. Five years? Like, they've won two Super Bowls recently, you know? Um, I, I don't think, like, I, I think of it more of, like, I wanted this to happen for, I want this win to come for the Bills, not for beating the Chiefs. I think it's, it's like, to me, when I say it's like, it's more important than that, it's, it's more of an internal mental thing for them to get past. Not necessarily, it could be anybody else. It could be Joe Burrow for that matter. If it's any other player or any other team that they've been playing and can't get past them in the playoffs, I just want them to get past that so that narrative is gone. I don't really feel that bad about the Bengals yet because he had one game and it was after a guy died a couple weeks before. I mean, there's something about the narrative of the Chiefs. Oh, but, but that's my point. Like, and to me, it could be any other team. Replace, oh, the, replace the Bengals and the Chiefs. And like, we lost to the Chiefs two times in the, in the last three years in the playoffs. I just want them to get past that mental blocker of like, oh my God, here we go against the big bad Bengals, the big bad Jags, the big bad, uh, you know, Chiefs, whoever it is. I just want them to get past that mental barrier for themselves. I am interested to see if Mahomes can handle this hostile environment in the playoffs. So, I, and I, I completely agree with you, man. Like, I think that 
I'm excited to see how, like, obviously I'm excited for the game, right? It's going to be a fun game. I would, would, no one has ever seen Patrick Mahomes in that hostile of an environment when the stakes are that high. Yeah. So, and obviously he's playing in Super Bowls. Like, I don't, I've never been to a Super Bowl. It's not like that. I mean, and that's what yeah. I mean. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm assuming, but like, it's not outside of maybe the Bucks a couple years ago where he did lose that game, mind you, and the Super Bowl was in Tampa Bay. It's not the same environment as a road. No, yeah, they, they didn't have guys outside the stadium selling tickets for a hundred bucks, you know, to Bucks fans that of were course. trying to get in. So, like, it's it's a pretty neutral crowd at that point. Look, there's a reason why the Bills are five and one at home in the playoffs under McDermott. I mean, that stadium, New Highmark Stadium, is one of the hardest places to play in the NFL, and you got to come do it in prime time with the nation watching, with all of this on your back. I would love to see how that potentially impacts Patrick Mahomes. And the Chiefs offense specifically. Well, that offensive line, I mean, like, they've been having some problems with pre-snap penalties. We yeah. told, I mean, it, it affected the Bills there. Like, Mahomes is one thing. Everybody has to be on the same page. And the Chiefs have shown throughout the season that they haven't all been on the same page. Now, you add the noise factor to all of that. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, at the, at the very least, like, I still think it's going to be a tough game. But I, I like the... Uh, I guess just the atmosphere of it finally being at home and seeing how both teams honestly like stack up to the to the challenges up against them. All right, the Bills open as three point favorites. It has moved to two and a half for those who don't uh, degenerate gamble. The home team gets two and a half points. Yeah, so Vegas sees these two teams Vegas as exactly the same. They are exactly equal going into this game on Sunday. Ryan? Yeah, yeah Patrick, yes. Do, do the Bills win? And if so, do they do it by three points? I mean, this is everything that the Bills have wanted for the last five, three, five years, you know? Ever since we saw that picture of Stephon Diggs on the sideline after the uh, AFC Championship game and he's got his hands on his head and it's just pain, you know? And, like, everyone's been saying, like, you know, if we had gotten past uh, Kansas City in uh, in the Divisional in the 13 seconds game, like, we would have been in the Super Bowl and could have won the Super Bowl that year, you know? Like, there are so many what ifs where where the the deviation to like what the, the the positive outcome stops at the Chiefs and the Chiefs have ended our season, you know. So now that they're finally coming to Orchard Park and they're going to have to play in, in my opinion, like the most hostile environment at rest. Add in the fact that you're going to be playing like you are now a, a bona fide rival of of the Bills. I cannot wait to see how that environment's going to be. And specifically, I can't wait to see how it's going to impact the Chiefs. Um, so I couldn't be more excited for this. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win about 450 uh, to uh, 7, 7. Yeah. And, One, I, and I think that's going to be uh, on a touchdown return, uh, like a kick return. So the offense doesn't score a touchdown. Yeah, I, I'm going to say the offense is going to get blanked. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. What did you say? Three? Two and a half, right? Two and a half is the limit. Yeah, so I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to score 457 to seven, which I think would be a score of Gabi. I, th- the way this is playing out, I think is perfect for the Bills because you had a scary moment in that Steelers game. Sure. You have these injuries where people are counting you out, but McDermott is also playing things very close to the best this week, so who knows what the hell is going to be here Sunday. Everyone's day-to-day. The guy that got carted off the field right... <laughs> writhing in pain with a towel over his face, clearly crying his eyes out. Yeah, he's uh, he's day-to-day. 
My favorite thing too is he goes, you know, I didn't talk to our trainer before. Do you have you not learned to talk to the trainer before you go out for every? He says that every week. You know, I didn't talk to the trainer. Did you not see these questions coming? Plausible deniability, and I guarantee the trainer's probably like Sean, Sean. He's got his fingers. He's going la 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 la. I can't hear you. Or he did talk to the trainer. He just says he didn't talk to the trainer. Um, so the Bills have their scary moment against the Steelers, and it's got some people going, hmm, maybe the Bills aren't what we thought they were. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Miami goes to Kansas City, and Kansas City gets a 26-7 win, and people are saying, oh, wait, look, the Chiefs are back here. We know that the Dolphins are not what we thought they were, or what everyone else thought they were, right? Not to mention, they're on the road. I think that Dolphins win is hollow for the Chiefs. Huh, okay. I don't think that the offense is fixed for Kansas City. I think that the Dolphins wanted no part of that game after they lost... Three straight to finish, two straight to finish the season. Yeah. Did they? And I think they got points off of turnovers too. You know, I'm not saying like, I don't want to go into the whole turnover narrative, but, you know, I think like being at home and, and being able to play off of that, like, I'm not trying to take points off of the board there, but the point that I'm making is this the Bills, I think, are a much better team than the Chiefs. I think even with the injuries, the scheming of Sean McDermott is going to confuse Patrick Mahomes. I think that the defensive line plays a big part in this. If seven can go, we're good. And I think the Bills beat them in a way that people don't see coming. Not in like an extreme way, but this might be one of those games where you're expecting something down to the end that's just not there. Hmm. So you don't think it's going to be about race? I don't think so. Huh. I just, there's something about the environment, the Chiefs not being what they were. You have to do this on the road. You beat a team that isn't a world beater in the first round of the playoffs. And mind you, too, like, we've seen Josh do that on the road in a hostile environment. Like, like do that whole boat race thing. Like, yeah. I hate to keep going back to the 13 seconds game, but, like, Josh Allen has shown that he can put it into another gear. Well, I mean, it, but look, he did it even in his first playoff game in Houston in that loss, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, they had a 16-point lead, and they end up losing in overtime, but, like, he did baby Josh crazy stuff. He right. caught a touchdown pass in that game. He did. I, I I have a very good feeling about Sunday. Okay. And I really hope I'm not going to sound like a complete moron when we get back here next week. Well, if, any, if anything, happens. we're split. So one of us is going to look good. All right. God, like these playoff shows are so hard. Yeah. Because I don't, I, I want it. I want it bad. I want oh, it of bad. Course, I want it bad too. Like I, I want it so bad. Like I, I, I don't want it bad. I want it. So I want bad. it so bad. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Like this is it, it, it's it's so anxiety driving for me because like it all I hate to say it, that it all comes down to this, like every playoff game comes down to this, you know? But like you're getting we're getting exactly what we want. Yeah, and you it, know, it, but like, the opportunity is right there for you. And it's more than the playoff game. Like this isn't just a playoff game. Like that loss to the Bengals last year sucked, but it sure. was a loss to the Bengals. This is a narrative that's 5 years running. Yeah. Right? It's more than just this game. Definitely. So either you go get this done or possibly you never get it done. Right. It's, it is that, that like idea of like, are you going to, is the nervous energy going to take over and you're going to be like, Oh God, here we go again. Or is this, are you looking at this as the opportunity to like finally have everybody shut up? And it's your last chance because you now get them at home. This is what you say. We've said for years, right? Like play the Buffalo, play the bills in Buffalo and let's see what happens. Well, here's your chance, right? Go do it. And if you can't do it, nobody will take you seriously again. And on top of that, the bills earned it. 
The Bills have yeah. earned this. They didn't fall in. I'm not by no means am I saying the Chiefs were gifted any type of higher seed in the past. Like I'm not making that that reference here. Yeah. But I'm saying like, but specifically this year, if you're the Buffalo Bills, you have earned the opportunity and the right for Kansas City to come to you. Whether you want to look at it as you winning your division after being in a in the 11th seed, or you want to say like, oh, you won in a heads up game against Kansas City in Arrowhead yet again. Like I, I, you have earned the opportunity for them to come to you, and they have to come and win it in our house. All right, I'm so jacked up. Buckle up, everybody. Buckle up. Again, you can find us on social media. Where's that, Ryan? That would be at let's go on Instagram and on TikTok. His name is Ryan Duffy. Bye. My name is Pat Duffy. Before we go, go Bills.